0: Support for the Fearscape Media Network is brought to you by Manscaped, the best and men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. off and free worldwide shipping with the code FEARSCAPE at Manscaped.com. FEARSCAPE Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Hello, hi, this is Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking, and I am your host, Anita Hardon. (laughs) Which has a little bit to do with today's episode. I have admittedly avoided this topic because I am not the expert by any means but I do know a little bit about the subject so today we are going to be talking about relationships because the next big upcoming holiday thing is Valentine's Day and what the fuck let's talk about things having to do with the heart which I have on many occasions claimed not to possess. Okay, so I don't necessarily know what makes a good relationship. There's a lot of different formulas that make things work, but there are some pretty obvious red flags that most people tend to ignore when things aren't working so I can at least tell you what the fuck you should avoid all right (laughs) so I mean with a lot of things in life sometimes you don't necessarily have to know exactly what you're looking for but you do have to know what you're not looking for and sometimes that's more helpful Let's think about relationships. Whether they are familial or friendship or romantic. Uh, They shouldn't be one-sided, right? That's... I talked to a lot of people and tried to help them through some difficult parts in their lives and... Like one of the things I really noticed is that the person in therapy talking to me was trying to put the time and the work and the effort in when the other person didn't seem to be doing that. So I think one of the most obvious things is if you're putting in all that work and effort and the other person isn't, maybe this is not the correct relationship for you. Ah, metaphors are cool as shit. Let's do a metaphor. So, like, you're trying to move... Yeah, you're moving. And I'm not just saying that because I'm moving in the process of moving. But it's, it's a good metaphor. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. So, you're trying to move and shit's heavy and you have like a futon or something you're trying to move that futon and you can pick it up by yourself and you can move it by yourself but it's a lot of goddamn effort and it's hard and you hit it against your shin and have like the biggest bruise you've ever had ever because you're doing it by yourself and that's not cool But sometimes you have someone who wants to help you move, and they will pick up that futon with you, and it feels like 50 pounds lighter, because someone else is helping you with it. And once you move the futon, they could set it down and leave. Or they might be the kind of person that wants to sit on that futon with you after you've moved it and just hang out for a little while just to be around you. And that's a fucking good relationship, man. The one where you're not doing all the work, where you're sharing the work and celebrating afterward. Because, yeah... Relationships are like moving. Find someone who wants to move the furniture with you. And not just move the furniture, but sit on it afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) That probably sounds a lot deeper to me than it actually is since I'm several glasses of wine in. Anyway, once you've found someone that you think you want to move furniture with, (laughs) um, you should probably be on the lookout for some things that mean it might not be so great. Um, Some big problems with relationships are any kind of, like, emotional abuse or that's like the biggest one I'm seeing right now is a lot of people I know in relationships are having troubles with emotional abuse um there's a lot of forms of domestic violence and not all of it is super obvious sure you've got like the hitting and the punching and stuff like that that's everybody knows about that stuff But before that starts, there's usually a whole bunch of other signs that if you find them, you can, like, leave a a relationship real quick. So I'm going to just kind of list out what some of those things are to be on the lookout for. Bolo this shit. Okay, you've got the physical stuff like um, the coercion and the threats like carrying out threats to hurt you threatening to leave or commit suicide or report the other person to welfare or um, making someone drop charges or do illegal things like just that coercion and like the threatening stuff and it's also Like, treating the other person like a servant, making all the big decisions, or acting like, you know, you wear the pants in the relationship, and that it's not, like, an equal partnership. Um, Especially, men do this a lot, like, defining the roles, like, this is the man's role, and this is the woman's role, and, like, we're in a fucking society that's way past that shit, man, so if anybody starts defining roles like that, question it and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Alright, now, you've also got preventing the person from getting or keeping a job, making them ask for money, giving them allowance, taking your money, not letting you know or having access to income. So like, controlling the other person through finances. Oh man is that fucking red flag right up in your face. And then if you happen to have kids with the person um, an abusive spouse or um, other person in the relationship will try to make you feel guilty about the kids like using the kids to relay messages or using visitation to harass you or take threats to take the kids away from you. Like anything relating to the children in a threatening manner is a huge uh, like abuse of control. You know what I'm saying. And then there's not just the physical aspect of violence but also like a sexual or controlling aspect of it. Like, there's an intimidation to it. Like, um, you can make someone else afraid of you by the nonverbal things like looks and actions and gestures, or smashing things, destroying property, abusing pets, or showing weapons. Um, I happen to know someone whose significant other who was very emotionally abusive, just smashed up a coffee table and like blamed it on her. And she was like, oh no, that's fucked up. And that was actually one of the big things that helped her leave that relationship and eventually get into one that is super nice and awesome and good for her. Um, so yeah, the, that destroying property or showing weapons... Or, you know, hurting pets or children or anything like that. That's fucked up. Um, There's just your standard emotional abuse, like putting the other person down, making them feel bad about themselves, calling them names, making them think they're crazy. Like that whole gaslighting thing. I will say, that's fucking used out of context quite a bit because it's such a big buzz phrase recently. And it's also overused, but it's definitely something that happens and you need to be aware of. Uh, Playing mind games, humiliating them, making them feel guilty. It's just such manipulative behavior. Um, It's uh, Again, it's another buzz phrase to say something is a red flag, but it's a fucking red flag. And then there's isolating. So if your partner at any times tries to control what you do, who you see or who you talk to, what you read, where you go, um, just your involvement in anything, or if they use jealousy to justify their actions, then, oh man, get the fuck out of that relationship. Um, also try to keep an eye on any minimizing or denying or blaming so telling her not to take anything like your jealousy or your threats or anything seriously saying that this abuse doesn't happen or trying to put responsibility on the other person saying that it's not abusive behavior, you're just being really sensitive for no reason or saying that the other person caused it Any one of these little things can lead to some of the bigger things. And if one of them is present, then I guarantee you, within a short amount of time, more of those things will be present. So abuse is a big thing that fucks up relationships, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, any of that stuff. But that's not the only thing that fucks things up. There's also codependency. Codependency is a big one. It's like a learned behavior. It's kind of like an addiction to a relationship. And for a lot of the people that have codependent relationships, they are one-sided. Like you're carrying the futon by yourself. Or they're emotionally destructive. Or they're abusive. And it can affect anybody. Like, like I was saying earlier, it could be... You know, your friends, your family, your romantic relationships, co-workers. It could be anybody. It's just a dysfunctional attachment to someone else. And, like, codependency is no laughing matter. That's They got fucking groups for it. Like AA, but it's called, like, CA, like, Codependent Anonymous. Because, like, that's how damaging it is to your life but um, a lot of times these codependency problems can start from your relationship dynamics with your family so if you're a part of a dysfunctional family to uh, begin with like they don't really acknowledge that there's any sort of problem Um, emotions are usually repressed You disregard your own needs. You just kind of survive. And you develop behaviors that help you ignore emotions or avoid all the difficult ones or deny them. So they're kind of detached. And they don't talk a lot and they don't touch a lot or confront people. They try not to feel or trust or get into any big major things, and when people experience that, and they get into a relationship, they tend to place other people's needs before their own, and you know, the whole, put your oxygen mask on before other people's thing, like you're need to take care of yourself before anyone else, and if you find yourself taking care of other people first, then there might be a little bit of a problem. Um, a lot of people who are codependent have low self-esteem and look for things outside of themselves to make them feel better. They find it really hard to be themselves, but they have good intentions, and they try to take care of somebody who's having a hard time, but when they're taking care of someone, it becomes kind of compulsive... And they take a sort of martyr role and just try to take everything on themselves. The more they take care of someone else, the more their dependent dependence on them increases and they get this weird satisfaction from being needed and they feel kind of helpless in the relationship because they're not getting anything back from it. They're just giving and giving and giving like the fucking giving tree and not getting anything back from it. Whether it's friendship, relationships, family dynamics, and it doesn't matter. They just put more and more of themselves in and they're not getting anything back. And that's why it's codependent because they feel like they need it to survive even though they're not getting any nutrients back like the world's shittiest symbiotic relationship. And there are a lot of characteristics of codependent people where like they have an exaggerated sense of responsibility for other people's actions. They confuse love and pity and they do more than their share all the time. They get hurt when people don't recognize the effort they're putting in. They're very, they have a very unhealthy dependence on relationships. That's kind of the core component of being codependent. They'll do anything to hold on to the relationship to avoid feeling abandoned. They have an extreme need for approval and recognition. And they feel guilty when they're being assertive. Um, they want to be in control, but they have a lack of trust in themselves and others. They don't like being abandoned or being alone. They can't really identify their feelings very well, and they're very rigid. They don't like change. They have a lot of problems with intimacy or boundaries. They feel angry quite a bit of the time, and they usually are pretty good liars and being dishonest. Especially those little white lies to try to help the person they're trying to help. They're not very good at communicating and they have a hard time making decisions. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh shit, that sounds like me. Maybe I might be a little bit codependent. How do I not be this way? The only way to like beat codependency is to foster independency. So you need to bring the focus more back on yourself. Any caretaking behavior you're giving to someone else needs to stop stat. You got to identify what your feelings and needs are. You need to learn to set boundaries and say no. Um you need to learn to be more self-reliant and do a little more tough love. People tend to be super you know lenient are codependent, but learning how to say no and say what your needs are and to actually follow through on your threats if you don't get those needs is important. But that's, yeah, just fostering independency is the only thing that's with being codependent. Uh, you have to learn a totally new way of interacting with other people, like, communicate effectively. Actually learn to say what you're feeling. You gotta ask for what you want. And also learn to say no. That's a big thing with codependent people. They don't really know how to say no in very many circumstances. So just setting those boundaries and actually sticking to them instead of just breaking down and letting people walk all over them. So Try to think of what's realistic boundary-wise. And those can be physical or emotional limits that you set for other people. So you have to explain the boundary to somebody else and what you're going to do if they cross it. But then the hard thing for you is going to be following through on that thing if they do cross that line that you set. And be consistent. Because you draw that line in the sand and they keep stepping over it and you don't do what you're gonna say that you do if they cross that line then they're just gonna keep on crossing it forever and ever and ever and you're stuck in that limbo of being fucking miserable so that's a big one also kind of set boundaries with yourself make yourself a priority because that whole oxygen mask thing is true as shit. Put your own oxygen mask on before anybody else's. You cannot pour out of an empty glass is something that's said over and over and over again. And like every fucking psychological seminar there is. And that's because it's true. You can't do shit if you can't do anything. So, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying going into this Valentine's Day is like, make sure you're in a healthy relationship. And if you're not, make sure you're in a healthy relationship with yourself. Because you can't be in a healthy relationship with anyone until you're a healthy relationship with yourself. And I'm sure you're like, hey, say healthy relationship one more time. Healthy relationship. (laughs) So, let me get another drink of this wine. The point is, is that nobody is really an expert on what a perfect relationship looks like. But we definitely know what bad relationships look like. (laughs) So if you can identify something that makes a relationship bad, either figure out if there's something you can do to fix it. Like... Is it a you problem? Are you being codependent? Are you... Like... Just acting weird based on old family dynamics and you're not sure how to love someone because you didn't have a good example of it? Figure out if it's a you problem or the other person problem. And either way, if it's not a balanced relationship, it should probably end. Like, maybe you need to do some work on yourself before continuing. Or maybe the other person has to do some work on themselves before continuing. But a good relationship looks like the person that's going to pick up that futon and carry it with you so you don't get a giant fucking bruise on your leg. From trying to carry it by yourself, and not just carry it with you, but after you take it where it needs to go, they want to sit on it with you and watch some fucking TV, because the new season of Ozark just came out, and goddamn it, you're excited about it. And hey, maybe you're in a relationship, and like, it's not abusive. And it's not codependent. But you're still kind of like, is this like the good shit? I can't tell. Well, that's where communication comes into play. Figure out if the other person is on board. And you can only do that by talking because you're not a goddamn mind reader. No one is omniscient. You cannot tell what is in another person's brain. You just have to take their word for it. So bring up the conversation because otherwise you'll be living in mystery. And you can do that for years and years and years before figuring out what you could have just figured out from one little conversation. So... If there is any doubt in your brain, just ask the questions you need to hear the answer to. Like, hey, do you actually want to be with me? Or... Hey, do you want to get married or have kids or do you have the white picket fence house or live in this place or that place or blah, 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 the things that are goals that people should have in common before they get together, you know, because you could be a perfect match for someone, but if they want to live in Spain and you want to live in Canada that's gonna be a sticky situation at some point you know and like a friend of mine asked me a few weeks ago if I thought that soulmates existed and I said no it's fucking dumb because you're buying into that whole Fate aspect of things and I think it's way more romantic that you choose a person like fate takes away choice and believing in fate might seem romantic but like that takes away free will and like our whole thing as humans is we love free will you're listening to this you're probably American and we fucking love free will and I think it's way more meaningful that you choose someone and you have the choice to leave them but you don't because every day you wake up and you keep choosing them over and over and over again like that's way more meaningful than being free Fated to be with someone else. Because needing someone is codependent. But wanting someone in your life and like choosing them every day over and over again, that's fucking romantic to me. So, no, I don't believe in soulmates or that fate brings two people together. I believe that two people meet and you like them enough to choose them and then you keep choosing them over and over again and that's fucking beautiful and that's a word I don't use lightly it's beautiful that you would choose someone every day and keep on doing it knowing that at any time you could wake up one day and say I don't choose you today that's not today today you choose that person and I don't know I just I like the idea of that more than soulmates because it means more that you're taking that action it's not happening to you you're taking the action to choose that person So, friend that asked me about soulmates, no. I don't believe in soulmates. What I believe in is freedom of choice and commitment. So, choose wisely. Choose the person that's going to help you move the futon and sit on it with you afterward to watch Ozark. Because you just saw the end of the last season where they were like and they're like brains all over their faces and you're like, what the fuck happens next? I gotta find out. And then you turn to the person you chose and they're like, I know I gotta find out too, so you find out together. And that's way better than just the superficial oh, you're my soulmate thing. Fuck that. No, you find a person you vibe with. you keep vibing. Does anybody else think the word vibe" sounds like vibrator? like you <laughs> That's always what you think about. No, just me. God, I need to get my brain out of the gutter. So anyway, in summation, there's a lot of shit that can make you realize our relationship is bad. And any of those signs are a huge red flag to get the fuck out of there. So anything that seems a little bit codependent means you might need to work on yourself or they might need to work on themselves depending on which one of you is showing those signs. Um, A lot of signs that people are trying to have control or power in the relationship. Very big indicator of abuse whether it's physical or emotional Like, coercion, threats, intimidation, isolating you from people, um, gaslighting you, using your kids or pets against you, or money against you, like, there are so many red flags to get out of a relationship. But when it comes to being in one, that is all your choice. So try to choose someone that is going to choose you back because it is way more fun to move a futon when it's two of you together than trying to move a futon by yourself while the other person just kind of watches. Yeah. Okay. That's my two cents on relationships. I'm sure there's so much more to say, but like I said, I'm not an authority on the matter. I've barely been in one myself, but I have talked to a lot of people who were in some pretty bad ones, so (laughs) I think I can speak on what to look out for to avoid certain relationships. All right. So, while I take another big swig of wine I am just going to remind you that this is Wishful Drinking and Binge Thinking which is part of Fearscape Media Network and have a good fucking year you guys I mean we got 11 more months left and this COVID shit doesn't seem to be going anywhere for a while so just keep staying safe and don't be douchebags to each other in the meantime afterwards totally fine but during this let's chill out for a minute alright that's it peace out